At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into the program. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Adam Hill today. Paulie is out for the entire week as we are live in downtown Las Vegas. The 3M Open takes place starting tomorrow in the golf world. And our buddy uh, Jeff Seeley will join us coming up in five minutes to give us his best bets. Uh, this was a big narrative going into the opening tip of last night's Game 6 NBA Finals. Adam, Scott Foster's on the game. Chris Paul in his career. Uh, 0-11. 0-11 straight up. He was favored in seven of those. ATS only 1-10. Guess what happened? Suns lose, and the Bucks covered. So make it 0-12. Now with Scott Foster refereeing one of his games. Um, and 1-11 ATS. Did Scott Foster have anything to do with it? Well, Giannis lived at the free throw line. Too. He did. <laughs> if you want to take it one step further. Um, I, I didn't... Listen, obviously, officiating is always a factor in game, and I'm... I'm one that tends to think almost every close game in every sport is determined by the officiating. And that doesn't mean officials are, you know, making a conscious effort to go one way or the other. It's just what they choose to call and what they don't choose to call usually has a pretty big impact on close games. I didn't notice officiating standing out necessarily uh, in this game to me. Uh, but I will say, even though I, you know, preferred the Bucks winning, I, I mentioned earlier I had uh, a run as a Bucks fan when Glenn Robinson was there. Um, and I, I don't really particularly care for Chris Paul and some of his antics on the floor. All that being said, I don't think Scott Foster should have been on the floor for this game. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I think 
it's not that not that players should determine who officiates their game, who right. should call their game. Like they shouldn't. But I think once there's a public mm-hmm. like uh you know airing of grievances, if you will, once there's something that goes public about something between a player and a referee, and especially once everybody knows like numbers like this that we see uh, on the screen of two and fifteen uh, in the playoffs with you know with Scott Foster as a referee in a Chris Paul game, zero and eleven is last eleven straight up, one and ten against the spread, all of those things. I think once those are out there in public, just make the move and say, all right, he's not going to be officiating games in the playoffs anymore. It's not that hard. You have plenty of competent officials. It's almost like the NBA is making a statement like, we don't care what the, about all this stuff. We're just right. going to put him out there anyway. There's no sense of doing that. There's many officials no, that I, can right. do this job. It's, it's, I, I, we know about the narrative here. We know what you're going to think about this. We know the numbers actually do exist, and it's been 11 straight games, right, with Chris Paul games and Scott Foster's on them. But we don't, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You, I mean, you happen to find these numbers and these stats, but he has nothing to do with that. I also, and maybe he, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I yeah, don't, I don't right. know what I'm saying. But like, once the narrative's out there, I think he, he doesn't do it. And and I'll also, you know, I, I think it's it's pretty crazy. I also like the reverse conspiracy theory that people are like they're doing this to force a game seven, and they're going to make it look like, hey, he hates Chris Paul, but he's going to help him out in this one. See, that's that's the one that I could have uh, actually bought into before sure. the game started last night. Like, like if there's anything at all, then you're telling me that Foster knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. Okay, so then, if anything, the NBA is going to want a Game 7. Because why wouldn't they? <laughs> sure. So if anybody knows what they're doing, like Scott Foster does, then we have to have him on the game to kind of, you know, officiate the game that way. And But how about not leaving those I mean, questions out there? Just don't, yeah, don't put them out there. Yeah. For the NBA, it's easy. Yep. All right, uh, 3M Open. The majors are now in the books in the 2021 golf season. But, again, this sport never sleeps. The 3M Open is this week in Minnesota. Who does Jeff Seeley like? We'll get his best bets coming up next. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Major League Baseball this afternoon. The Cincinnati Reds hosting the New York Mets. It'll be Hoffman going up against Stroman. The Mets plus 110 on the run line, while Cincinnati minus 130. On the money line, the Mets minus 131. Cincinnati plus 123. The over-under at Great American Ballpark is at 10.5. Kansas City on the road to face Milwaukee this afternoon. Royals plus a run and a half, minus 135. Milwaukee plus 115. On the money line, Kansas City plus 153. The Brewers minus 166. The over-under is at 9.5. Later on tonight, Houston hosting Cleveland. Astros minus 130 on the run line, while the Indians are plus 110. Football season is almost here, and our experts profile every college and pro team with advanced stats, power ratings, and best bets for win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide only $20 and is free with your subscription to VEASAN. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I'm Tony Deziri with your action update. Get the latest VSIN odds at VSIN.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. Good to have you on board here. Follow the money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Adam Hill live in downtown Las Vegas. Circa Resort and Casino was a spot. So la- you were on the air filling in uh, last Friday. It was you and JVT. And you guys said that uh, Morikawa, the way that he was playing at the oh. time, had to have been like the favorite I'm, to win it. I am far from a golf expert at all, but I was blown away. Like his iron play was insane on Friday mm-hmm. watching Morikawa. And 
you know, we made the joke that at the time, me and John were both like, well, our our, our Jordan Spieth bets are just done. Uh, let's just make Morikawa minus $9 favorite to win this thing. Turns out he did. He changed. I mean, he didn't play that way the whole weekend. He he kind of scrambled his way to it on Sunday, but it was so impressive to watch him play. Yep. Uh, that was a great performance. Our buddy, Indy Jeff Seeley, joins the program now as he does every single Wednesday to break down the upcoming golf tournament. Uh, Jeff, good to talk to you as always. How are you today, pal? I'm great, fellas. It was a, a lot of fun watching the Open, wasn't it? And, and you're right about Morikawa. He, he is by far and away the best iron player in the world, and uh, it was certainly on display in, uh, in the Open. I, I said in the beginning, if there was good weather, um, he, you know, he, he was my pick to win. If, he, if the weather was great, and uh, it was, and he, he certainly uh, performed well. Unlike uh, Bryson's best friend Brooks, but we can get to that later. Yeah. By the way, and, and you, you might not have your numbers in front of you right now. I could be putting you on the spot, so I apologize for that. We kicked around uh, power ratings on individual golfers on Monday, and I asked Matt where he would put Morikawa. I asked Jeff Davis here at Circa, Jeff Sherman at Westgate. Like, do you know, like top five right now, top of your head, maybe who, how you would power rate? I don't know if you're going to like look at the outrights overall, or maybe like individual matchups that they. We're pitting, you know, pitted against each other. But Rom, I'm guessing, is number one in your rankings, and who would follow that? I mean, honestly, it would go Rom one, Morikawa two. You would have him that high, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because frankly, if he's putting, and again, you could say this about a lot of guys, right? If they're putting, right. then great, they they can play. But he's certainly, I mean, he is the best iron player in the world. He's an accurate driver. He's an elite iron player, and and you know, when when you hit it that close, sometimes putting doesn't matter. Right, if, if if you can if you can hit it to five feet, you just got to make five footers and you can succeed. So, yeah, no, I, I think that um, you know in a week in week out basis, you know, I, yeah, again, in, in majors, John was going to put Kepka up there. I think a lot of people would, but um, in a week in week out basis, no, I think Morikawa, Rama is probably one, and Morikawa is two, and you, then you know from there it's probably I would probably plug um, DJ somewhere in there. There's a, a, a bunch of different guys, but for me. Morikawa is number two player in the world right now. Yeah, wild. He's been on this amazing run in two majors already, and he's so young still. Okay, so before we get into your best bets at the 3M, as always, tell us a little bit about the course here. Yeah, so we're at TPC Twin Cities, which is a 74-yard, excuse me, 7,400-yard par 71, an Arnold Palmer design. Um, this tournament basically comes down to hitting good irons and making birdies. I know that sounds like every week, but in particular this week, off the tee doesn't matter as much. Um, you know, your, your, your sand saves, your scrambling doesn't matter as much. Approach really, really weighs out super heavily this week, more so than even in some other weeks. Um, and so I'm looking at guys who can hit good irons. Um, that It just really stands out. You're going to have a low score this week. We're going to see 15 to 20, you know, under win this tournament. So I'm looking for guys who can hit good irons and the potential to get a hot putter. What's interesting here is, there are nine holes that have a birdie rate higher than 20%, and three of those have a birdie rate of higher than 40%. Wow. So we're going to see birdies, especially if the weather is hot, like I, it sounds like it is in Minnesota. I expect perfect tournament conditions, perfect scoring conditions. You want guys who can score. So it sounds like this is the kind of course that if Morikawa was playing, we would love him here. <laughs> For sure, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. And But it's, it's funny, guys. There are, you know, I mean, obviously Morikawa is... is an, an extreme example, but there are a lot of guys who are elite ball strikers, elite iron players who can't putt. Mm. I mean, I could go through this list, and it's like if any of these guys could just ever putt with any sort of consistency, 
Grio is one that comes to mind, right? Like, Grio would have 10 PGA Tour wins if he could putt. Hmm. Crazy. So, yeah. So who are we looking at then, So since there is no Morikawa in the field, uh, who do we look at this week that uh, we might take a shot on in the betting market? So a guy I'm, I'm on, um, I'm on a lot. I'm on this week. Great, that number one in my model. And then the top tier, he's the highest price play, is Patrick Reed. Um, he's, he's, his irons have been good. He's finished, um, at, uh, excuse me, top 25 in five of his last 12 tournaments. They had a 23 here in 2019. The irons haven't been on fire, but he's gained on approach in 11 of his last 14. What I like most about Reed is his ability to bounce back after he misses a cut. After his last four missed cuts, his results have been 5th, 6th, 22nd, and then he won the Farmers. So he really bounces back well after, after missed cuts. I played him top 10, I played him top 20, and I played him to win. Uh, he'll be in the conversation come Sunday. Great price, 19-1, to 1, and what isn't the strongest field you're going to see? And then if Cameron Tringali is ever going to win, he's 31-1 to 1 this week. You could probably find him better elsewhere. This could be the spot. He finished 26 or better in three of his last four tournaments and had a third the last time he played in this event. So his irons have been solid. His putting's been good. He's just been awful off the tee. If he can get that straightened out, Tringali is a guy I'm looking at at around 30-1. to 1. Very good. Okay, so two of your top plays right there, Reed and Tringali. How about some guys a little bit further down the board some bombers that you like this week? I mean, imagine, imagine a day when Ricky Fowler is a bomb play. <laughs> yeah. But, but Ricky Fowler is 44 to 1. I mean, it's just a great price. He's gained with his irons and his putter in four of his last five tournaments. Much like Tringali, if he can figure it out off the tee, Ricky Fowler, who was once a top five player in the world, 44 to 1, I'm in on that. Maverick McNeely. We'll see if he can parlay some of the Colin Morikawa run good. He and Morikawa are good buddies. Both live in Vegas, play golf together out there. We sure you guys know that. He's 44 to 1. He's gained off the tee in three of his last four, gained on approach in three of his four, and has oh, gained on putting in four straight. His form is phenomenal. He's finished 30 or, th- or better in four straight. So if we can get some of the Morikawa run good, I like Maverick McNeely at 44 to 1, and old man Stuart Sink. Is sixty-five to one. His irons have been pure fire, but his putter has not been good. If we can get a good sink putting week, sixty-five to one for an old man with with irons on fire, I'm in on Stewart Sink. Very cool. Any matchups that you like, or any other top tens, top twenties that you run? You know, guys. Actually, all the guys I just mentioned, I Fowler, McNeely, and Sink. I put all those guys top twenties as well. I think there's some really good price in those. I question for you guys: Is there any place? In Vegas, where you can parlay another sport with a golf mat, a golf matchup, or golf outright, or anything. I believe that you can parlay on the yes/no board that they have here at Circa. I believe that you can parlay that into other sports. So, so could you parlay? Like one of the things I did on Saturday night, I parlayed Misha Tate to win in the UFC with Morikawa to win the Open. <laughs> okay, you know love that. That's a uh, that's a Las Vegas resident parlay, by the way. Well, I'm telling you that FanDuel allows you to do that, and there, there's a couple books that will let you do this, and it's been phenomenal in terms of of enhancing your live odds, right? So if you like it, get sure. like case in point. Case in point, I took um, I took Patrick Reed, and he's he's 19 to one. I parlayed him with the Bucks to money line to win last night. 
Well, the Bucks money line won. Now I've got Reed at thirty to one to win the tournament. See, there you go. No, I. It's, that's, it's, 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 you get a little creative with some of these things. Hopefully, more and more books will start doing these because if you can start, you know, you find a baseball game you like, you find a fight you like, you find whatever, and then you parlay it with some some really good live bets that maybe are three to four to one at the time. You can turn into ten to one. Exactly what I do with Morikawa this past week. Not to uh, spiral you too far off here, but I did see a, t- uh, a tweet of a ticket earlier that was very intriguing. It had uh, Baylor to win the NCAA title in basketball happened, the Bucks to win the NBA title, uh, the Lightning to win the NHL Stanley Cup, with uh, Dodgers, Alabama, and Kansas City still to come. Two dollars to win sixty thousand. I love it. See that that's that's getting creative, right? Like that's the kind of thing I think we, we need more creativity in these in these markets. And if you can parlay cross sports like that, and but even even just on a weekend, just like I talked about, UFC fight with a golfer outright. Why not? I mean, it it makes it makes it more fun. I think the more creativity we have, the better it is for everybody. And the more markets that open up, that's what that's what we're seeing more and more of, which which makes what does make everything more fun. Like the more markets we see expand, the more uh, operators are in the space. Like, that's what's going to happen. That's what we're going to see expand in the sports betting world. So I'm excited about that for sure. You know where else that, that also works, guys? Uh, I'm a big advocate of this. Gifts. Holidays, oh, weddings, whatever it is, the, those cross-port parlays, and uh, it's a hit almost every single time. Sure. That. Yeah. bet. I'm in. Hey, Mitch, you asked me a little bit about this, so I started really digging in a little bit to the Olympics. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. yeah, go ahead. But it's, it's, it's interesting, man. This is like... This is really maybe a ten horse race. Like I, I'm, I really start digging into this, and there's not a lot of guys who I think can win this thing. And I, it's going to be, I'm going to be interesting. The travel I think will be weird. Obviously, the COVID protocol stuff will be a little weird. No fans, um, but I, and so I'm trying to get a sense of like who's this going to help or hurt. But man, I mean Hideki at fifteen to one at his home at his home country. I mean he's he's proven he can play under some pressure and have to be one of the masters. That's a pretty good price, honestly. That look down the board. I, mean, I don't want to pay five to one for Rom out on that. As much as I we t- I talked about I like Morikawa, I mean ten to one, I would take Morikawa over Rom at that price. But honestly, for me the play I would make at this point is Hideki at like fifteen to one, I'm in on that because I can't see a lot of guys down the board further um that I would really that I would love. So the highest price guy I would play right now is Hideki. 15-1. On a week-to-week basis when you're when you're breaking down a golf tournament and you're handicapping, um, obviously a lot of it is like who fits the course best, who's playing the best, all those sorts of things, and that's how we analyze almost every sports bet that we make for sure. But how much do you also look at what guys are saying, what they're talking about? And I ask specifically because going into this, not necessarily that I'd be on Roy McIlroy anyway, but you see his comments like not really caring about this. He's there to try to keep his game in shape. He thinks it's a good competitive tournament just to get himself rolling. He's not patriotic. All those things that he said, which I know people are fired up about. I understand where he's coming from. But how much do you kind of look in, at what guys are saying going into a tournament and weigh that in your handicapping? Oh, for sure. Especially when you, you listen to guys say, this is my favorite course or this is one of my favorite courses. Like, there's a comfort level with some of this. And some guys really care. You know, you look at a guy like, okay, like, take Hideki as the example I made. I promise you he cares. Yeah. Right? Yes, right, right. <laughs> I mean, so, so the, the case in point, you look at Rory at twelve to one, or Hideki at you know fourteen, fifteen to one, and from guys who, frankly, right now are in somewhat comparable form. I mean, that that's in a head-to-head matchup. Let's say you had Hideki Rory matchup. 
you're probably going to get Hideki even money. That's a tremendous. I'd make that bet all day long, right? I mean, you look at a guy like like Rom. I haven't heard any Rom's comments, but I mean, he strikes me as someone who would be highly patriotic and would want to win for Spain and so on. So I, I would guess he's probably pretty fired up for this thing. Now, again, I can't I can't bet him at five to one, you know, pre flop. Sure. But for sure, I mean, Rom's Rom's probably a guy who cares. I bet Morikawa cares. You know, there's some of these like Justin Thomas probably really cares. Bryson is probably too worried about his Cobra deal right now. <laughs> right, <yes. laughs> you never know. Yeah. All right, pal, uh, plug away with the podcast and also tell people about the uh, text message ser- uh, service as well. Sure, guys. Yeah, so the, the, the Cutmaker Pod, um, is, you can find us on Twitter at Cutmaker Pod. We're on uh, all the various uh, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you listen here at your podcast. Uh, myself and my friend Tim Simons, uh, who is on HBO's Veep, He's a big golf fan, and we build DFS lineups and talk a few bets. We recorded this morning, so that will be up here this afternoon. And then, uh, yeah, we have our, our text messages. We send out uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, live bets, uh, cross-sport parlays like we just talked about. Um, it, a lot, lot of ways, I, I honestly think now I'm convinced that live betting golf is the best way to bet golf. You can get in pre-flop, but... Live betting golf, I think, is phenomenal, and it doesn't move as fast as you know your NBA, a lot of the other games. So take advantage of that. Take advantage of the tech service, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, very cool. And he's on Twitter again, at Cutmaker Jeff. Thanks, pal. Good to talk to you, and good luck this weekend. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. Yep, there you go. I do love the idea of those uh, cross-parlays. Yeah. Big I, fan of those. And I like uh, that he went uh, Misha and, and Colin Morikawa, sure. both who live in Las Vegas. Uh, who had very big weekends this week. Good good weekend for the sports world in Las Vegas, for yeah. sure. I did that, uh, I think it was last year in one of the golf tournaments when I when Bryson was playing really well. I think it was for the Masters, actually. And I missed out on, he was 25 or 30 to 1, but he was playing so well, and this is before he won the U.S. Open, that uh, he dropped down to like 12 to 1. I was like, I missed that number. And I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to parlay him, and I did that with three like big soccer favorites, and they actually all won. So it went from you know just having to shamble at twelve to one in an outright, and the soccer favorites had to get there for me obviously to win sure. this ticket, and they did, uh, and then it went he jumped up to like twenty five or thirty to one back in that range to win the Masters. There you go. It That's... was eventually a losing ticket, but <laughs> well, but you're putting yourself in the right positions, right? That's what we talked about earlier uh, with with different numbers and like you when you find value in the long run, you're going to win, even if you lose a certain ticket or a certain bet. Finding value is always the way to make sure you're profitable long-term. Mm-hmm. So think about what Morikawa's got to do now. And like everybody was over at the British Open or the Open Championship this last week, he played that well, won his second major, and you know flying directly over to Tokyo to get ready for the, for the Olympics. Now he has to have his A game yet again like that for the entire time and win gold. Like that's He can do it, but that's a big ask. Sure. Yeah, you know? I, 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 and I think I, I like the... Uh, the Matsuyama angle coming out of that and, sure. and how important it's going to be to him. And I like to back people that really, really are, you know, in a position where they need to win or care about winning. And uh, that that's the side to be on usually. Yep. Adam also covers the Golden Knights and the NHL here in town. The Kraken are getting ready for their expansion draft. Does Adam expect them to put together a VGK type of uh, year one? Their point total is already on the move. Details on that coming up next.
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are live from the OddsTrader.com studio here at the Circa Resort and Casino right next to the Sportsbook. You can go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now, start winning with up to the second info that you need. You're going to find live in-game odds and stats. You can also compare Sportsbook sign-up bonuses. Again, it's OddsTrader.com. Adam, um, Adam Hill with us, by the way. He's on Twitter at AdamHillLVRJ. Uh, you also cover, well, you cover a little bit of everything here in town, but the Golden Knights and uh, the NHL. So the expansion draft is set for tonight for the Seattle Kraken. Oh, yeah. By the way, I uh, made a mistake yesterday on like the rundown. 
I love their logo and I love their mascot. It's fantastic. I was wondering why I kept spelling Kraken and it kept coming up with the red lines underneath. Like I'm spelling it wrong. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that's how you spell Kraken. There's a C in there. Come on. What are you doing? Autocorrect. What's happening? It's K R A C K. There's no, Mitch, there's no C. K R A K E N. K E N. Or there maybe, you go. The, yes. maybe the system just doesn't understand. Like they, they're it not did. up to date. It understood Kraken okay. with, with no good. C. Good. So anyway, uh, what happened here? I think it should be Kraken. It would look like yeah, weird. Anyway, uh, what happened here four years ago after the expansion draft for the team? I mean, the instant reaction was once Seattle was awarded a team, bet the under. We're never going to have the the VGK inaugural season um, happen ever again in our lifetime. Well, I think that narrative has kind of changed because of the players that are available to them tonight. Well, I think a couple factors go into this. First of all, like. The reason that I think a lot of people were hesitant on Seattle and maybe betting the over, we saw a total come out around 65 and a half, 66 and a half, uh-huh. we saw right away, which is very low, obviously. It is. Um, and people said, well, the way that the Golden Knights, as you said, the way the Golden Knights constructed the roster, it's not going to happen again. See, you know, Seattle's not going to be able to do what the Golden Knights did because teams have learned. Correct. Like, the rules are the same, but teams learned. So for those who weren't following back then, the Golden Knights not only got the players that they wanted to draft in the expansion draft, they fleeced other teams of, oh. in these deals that were like, hey, take two other guys and take this guy instead of this guy. And they were getting all these assets accumulated from teams just begging them to take a certain player. And then it's like, all right, we'll take that player if you give us three other guys or two guys in a draft pick. Mm-hmm. Teams aren't doing that anymore. They've learned. And they've learned to better protect their resources. They've learned who you can expose, and they're probably not going to get picked. They've learned a lot of those lessons. But here's the thing. As you said, part of that lesson is, hey, we're going to have to expose good guys. Because in the past, it was, well, we're going to give you all this stuff to make sure you pick this guy in particular. And now they're like, hey, if you're going to take one good guy, that's fine. We're not going to give you three decent guys instead of one good guy, um, if that makes any sense to, to, to how this rolls. So you're going to have some good players that are available for the Seattle Kraken to, to choose tonight. It, it, we don't know exactly what direction they're going to go, though. You can take really expensive guys, veterans that are that are left unprotected, and you can start building your roster that way. Or you can go with young upside guys. I think there's a lot of them available, too. Uh, we don't know if they're going to try to compete to win right away or if they're going to try to build for two or three years from now. We don't really know the necessarily the franchise philosophy. But here's the thing. They're going to pick some good players. They're going to have players oh. that are very effective at this level. They're going to have a good team. And we've talked about this with the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights are going to be one of the bigger favorites we've ever seen to win a division next mm-hmm. year. Even though they might not be the best team in the league, the division stinks. Bingo. It is very bottom heavy. And so Seattle is going to come right in, and they're not going to be, I believe, the worst team in the division. And even if they are, they're going to be able to accumulate a lot of points against some really bad teams next year. Totally agree. And it appears as if they can actually maybe be set early on at goaltender. If they want to be. If they want to be. If they want to take that approach, they could be. I mean, like, you know, Jonathan Quick's available. Kerry Price is the big name that's available that's out there. Yeah. Like, there are definitely some big-name goaltenders that you can get. And so that was the Golden Knights philosophy. Mm-hmm. If you remember what the Golden Knights did, and you know, obviously you know people still know Marc-Andre Fleury is still there with the Golden Knights, but they found some some veteran goaltenders. They said, all right, we're going to get Marc-Andre Fleury. He's going to be a net. He'll, he'll be a stalwart there. And then they're going to surround it with good young players that can develop. And they did that. And they got lucky on a couple of guys that ended up having career years and thriving uh, in the Golden Knights system and everything else. So they can go that way if they want to. I tend to think they don't go quicker price. They might go Bishop. Mm. Like, I think that might be the guy they take to be the starter. 
but they've got options, and I think that's the key. Here's the deal. Okay, so for a long time, the point total at William Hill was sitting at 66.5. You brought that number up. It's now moved to 70.5. So people obviously like the over, think they're going to get a good team in that division like you talked about. Is it too late to play the over, or would you say 70.5 in the Pacific would still be something worth betting? I kind of think if you're going to play the over, you play it now. Now, right before now. Before the draft tonight. I would say the same exact thing. Play it today, because I think once you see the players, what, it's one thing conceptually to think they can have a good they can have a good roster. Once you see it tonight, I think that number goes up. So if you want to play it, I'd say bet it over now. The number probably goes up after the draft. Today's Major League Baseball card is up next. We've celebrated Matt Harvey Day a lot uh, this year on the show. To his credit, he's actually been pretty decent lately. Don't look now. He has a teammate that has been much worse over the past month. His number's next. For a hot tip to bet on, Bet Rivers Sportsbook has you covered every single day. All you have to do is head to Bet Rivers, the app, or BetRivers.com and find the game that you want to bet on. Tap tips, and you're going to get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers has the most live streams of major sports as a payouts and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. The offer is valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. It's also available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. You must be 21. So a little bit here on today's Major League Baseball card. I know that a lot of us have celebrated Matt Harvey Day when he starts for the Orioles this season. To his credit, again, he's been okay to decent in like the last three to four starts in that range Last time out, he was actually damn good. Um, so maybe some of you are like off of that idea, no longer with Matt Harvey. I would tell you this. It's okay. There are other ways to bet against Oriole starters because there's a guy going today who's actually been worse, and in a lot of cases, Adam, a lot worse than Matt Harvey. So uh, Aiken is on the mound today for Baltimore. Since June 16th, that's six starts, 24 innings pitched, his ERA is 12.21. He's allowed six home runs and 33 earned runs in those 24 innings. Strikeout to walk rate, 26 to 13. The opposing team's on-base percentage is 444. The slugging is 670. His FIP, well, much better than the ERA, but still not good at 5.84. The WHIP is 2.26, and the BABIP is 4.56. So, certainly looking to find ways to fade this guy today with runs scored by the Rays. Maybe a run in the first inning. Maybe if you have, you know, first um, first three innings team total as a possibility at your book for the Rays to go over. First five team total uh, over. Uh, and let me give you this. So I was looking like, where does he really get rocked? Like, is it all in the first inning? Like, since June 16th again? Because he's given up just a boatload of runs. Again, 33 overall. It really hasn't been overall in the first inning. It hasn't really been in the second inning. 
where he's absolutely getting crushed is where he starts to get through the second time through the order. Sure. It's the third inning. Get a load of this. Going back to June 16th again, in the third inning alone, folks, his ERA is 25.5. Is that good? Uh, I think it's the opposite of good. Okay. Uh, that's 17 earned runs in six innings. This is. I just had a laugh last night looking. Uh, the opposing team's on base in the third inning, 553. The slugging is almost 1,100. He's allowed four home runs. His whip is 3.50. The FIP is 12.67. The XFIP is 7.27. And all, the BABIP is only 500 because the batting average is 515 somehow. Wow. Okay. Well, I cannot tell you now how excited I am because I love these sorts of, of interesting stats and things right. that, that are found. Uh-huh. I am not planning on watching this game. Well, first of all, I'm going to bet it. I'm going to bet the Rays in <laughs> the over probably. <laughs> but I will 100% tune in. Uh, on the uh, on the tablet for the third inning, like I'm fired up. I mean, if this happens today again, where it just completely blows up in his face. And by the way, this is a twelve ten Eastern time. By the oh. way, it's, it's Keegan Aiken. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, first of all, okay, this is good. I'm just go get some breakfast, go home, sure. settle in, and I'm hoping he gets through the first two innings pretty unscathed. So, well, I hope, I hope it's like maybe he walks a batter. So you get to the top of the order for the third? Yeah, so I want him to see, like, uh, maybe if he goes 9-1-2, right? That's what we're talking about to start Ideally, the third. Ideally, we get, like, we get nine batters in the first two innings. But yes. no ones. Yeah. We're still in the game. Don't knock them out. And then let's see that top of the order get their second look. This has been a now for a while with this. You have the capability of the live in and will they be scored in the third, that kind of thing. What's the total over? What runs? One in particular here with the guy. 25.5 third inning. We would be dancing in the streets if this guy was in the first inning, right? Two questions. One, you get somebody to put up a prop on third inning third inning runs. For, for the I, Rays. You, you could, here in town. Two and a half? Uh, we get a two and a half for the Rays in the third? You, you want to go two? You want to go that high? Yeah. Uh, I want that. But also, should we right now bet him to throw a no hitter today? Yes, I love that idea. What, like a ten thousand to one, six six thousand to one is the number that popped into my head. All right, so split it eight thousand right how in about, between. How about runs, hits, and errors through three innings? Under two and a half, just just like he just shuts them. Just down. go the opposite, yeah, and find a big number. Right because ahead. we're playing this up and we're talking a lot about it, we found the stat, and it's it's the first time that we brought this up. The entire year, right. we've known that he's been bad. We've talked about how bad he is a couple of times, but nothing like this. I think I think we find ways to fade our own stats. Is that what you do? Yeah. This is uh, I can't, I got to be honest. I have not been this excited for an Orioles game in my life. Uh, how about over under text between us and the third inning of this game? <laughs> I am one thousand percent watching this game this morning. <laughs> I mean, there's no think question. I'm not. Okay, yes, I'm settling in. I'm going. I'm going. Go to stop by, get some food, bring it home, yep. sit for the TV. It'll be well, great. What, what are they on? In, oh, they're on Masson, I believe. Is that what it's called? Sure, yeah. Network. Uh, their their third inning ratings today are going to be the biggest of all time. Well, we know they'll be like, well, two guys in Vegas randomly. Yeah, what is this game? that we're hearing now? We're getting a lot of feedback all of a sudden. Watch out for Aiken here in the third. What does that mean? Oh yeah, okay. Just, now he's trending once the third inning starts. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Perfect. I'm excited for this. Uh, that's great. Anything else you're looking at in baseball today? Well, I'm I'm wondering if uh, Robbie Ray can continue this because the Red Sox offense it was 
rained out last night, but their offense has been spectacular. Robbie Ray has been, he's like one of the, I'm not going to call him the Cy Young favorites, but if you look at his numbers, like Robbie Ray is maybe making a run, a dark horse run at the Cy Young. And since June 1st, he has a 2-1-1 ERA. The FIP is sensational. 78 Ks to 14 walks. Um, Very low whip. The BABIP is right around average, so he's not like getting really lucky there. Uh, I wonder if that's going to, He's, I think the opening number here was $1.90. I saw that this morning, actually, plus 165. He's been sensational, but the Red Sox plus 165? Um, I will fully admit, and I've said this before, Robbie Ray has been the single most difficult starting pitcher for me to ever bet on. Not ever, but like the last four or five years. I always get him wrong. Yeah. Always. To figure out, for sure. Um, I like the Mets with Stroman on the mound today. Okay. A couple, couple of good numbers uh, that go in their favor, especially... The way that they have hit against right-handers, which has been pretty impressive uh, for the Mets. Don't bet them against lefties, but bet them against righties. So uh, I'll take the Mets as a short favorite, although you lost a good number already because okay. it's steamed up a little bit. Um, a couple of market, markets to look at in the NFL. I know Adam's super excited for this. I am as well. The NFL Comeback Player of the Year is loaded this year. And uh, I've stayed away, actually, from these markets. We need to narrow it down just because I like too many bets. That's coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life— 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. to put on your lucky pair of Crocs and channel your inner fortune teller because your prediction might just make you $10,000 richer. The Crocs Hoops Draft Prediction Challenge is coming and dare we say free to play on DraftKings.com. If the odds are in your favor, 10 G's could be yours. Learn more at DraftKings.com slash Crocs. So um, I do have a handful or more of NFL future bets at this point. I always get, you know, really start to get involved around late June, July, that kind of time, uh, into August for sure. I have not made a bet yet. I want to. I think maybe talking us, you know, talking through the process here today might maybe you know get me on a guy, but I don't have a bet yet on comeback player of the year. Last year, of course, we all know what happened. I will credit you know Paulie and Matt Humans talked about this as early as uh, like early May last year when they said if Alex Smith takes a snap, sure. it's his award. Sure. And I disagreed. I'm like, he still has to prove it. I was dead wrong. Well, and the fact that they, you know, made a run to the playoffs. Of course. It was, was going to happen. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's fair. Um, th- it, before we even get into the odds, I find this very interesting that without discussing it, you and I both came to the conclusion that this is the most intriguing market of all the futures bets in the NFL this year. It's absolutely fascinating. Because there is such a long list of potential candidates for comeback player of the year this year. I honestly, you could make a case for how many guys on the list? Eight, ten, a dozen? Well, there's one very obvious one, of course, uh, who is the rightful favorite. The shortest shot in the board, yeah. Uh, yep. And that's Dak Prescott, you know, being the favorite, having after having a you know such a great start to the season, a horrific injury, obviously makes sense that he would be the favorite. Mm-hmm. But the the list, as you see up on the screen now, I mean, Joe Burrow is an interesting one because he, he got hurt, he left, but he's a rookie. It's not really – it could be a comeback for sure, but I think they, they tend to like people that were something, then had an injury or a setback, and then become something again. As not, opposed to, like, he's in his second year. Right. We thought he was going to be really good anyway. Right. And so you look at – I mean, a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who's in the MVP conversation, so is Dak Prescott, of course, but – McCaffrey is like high up there in the MVP conversation, and now he missed much of last season. Mm-hmm. He's a very obvious candidate that that has the potential. Um, the 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 thing about this list, and, and you see some of the really really big names on this list that could potentially win this award. The problem with it is you're going to have to beat Dak Prescott. That's going to be the issue, yes. Because if he goes out there, first of all, if Dak wins. You know what's funny, though? If, if Dak, let's say he plays in 16 games, right? 15, 16, 17 games, whatever in that neighborhood. He doesn't get hurt. There actually might be a better chance that he wins MVP 
then he wins Comeback Player of the Year. But if he wins MVP, he's winning Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, would they give him both? I think so. Well, you would have to. If you not come back to that level, what do you think they're like, oh, we're going to give you one award. We're not going to give you two. I think, I think voters might approach it like that. I don't know. But, I mean, but, but exactly. also, but, but winning the MVP is not exactly easy, though, either. Sure. So if he comes back and he puts up, I will be very conservative here, right? In a 17-game season, if Prescott puts up 4,500 yards and 30-ish touchdowns and they win their division, is anybody going to beat him out for comeback player of the year? No. And, and last year he was on pace to like set the all-time passing record. Right. Yards. He, well, and, and I mean, let's just throw that out there. If he comes back and plays at the same level he was playing at when he got hurt, all the rest of the conversation we're having here is moot. Like no, it, nothing else matters. Dak Prescott's winning that. Award. He will win the award. So we then you start, but you, he is a clear favorite here at plus you know plus two ten that we're seeing up on the screen. Then you start to look. Okay, who else has a chance? But you have to, in analyzing the rest of the field, you have to first say, let's hope that Prescott. Doesn't get it. Unless you just want to say, hey, let's let's bet Dak Prescott. If he's playing well, he's probably going to win this award. But you, you start to look at some of the other guys on the list. Do you believe, you know, a guy like Jameis Winston is, I mean, if he took the Saints to the playoffs, first of all, is he even going to be the quarterback? It's a, it's a big question. Well, that's the biggest question mark, of course, on every Saints bet I think that you're going to make this year. Sure. And to me, I, I am a Jameis Winston guy. Um, I, I think that he actually has a ton of talent. I think, you know, we, we forget in all the interceptions and the turnovers, like there are some reasons for a lot of that. And he is second all time over his first five years in terms of passing yards and a whole bunch of yeah. other statistical numbers. He can put up numbers. If, you know, they get him to a level that they're comfortable with him and they play him and he does take them to the playoffs, I think that he's right in that conversation. Uh, I heard some other I heard some other people um, talking yesterday about Sam Darnold and what he can do. That is a really loaded offense around him. Mm-hmm. If he comes in and he's really good, but I don't know that we look at him as having enough of like a setback to be considered comeback player of the okay, year. Okay, so like he did like not be more breakout. Yeah, but that market doesn't exist. <laughs> Maybe it should. You know, can we create that one breakthrough player breakthrough of the year? Of the year. I like it, Isn't yeah. like an SB award? I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah. exactly what it would <laughs> I think for be. sure. Yes. So I like so again. I think you have to start. You have to really, really break down because there's no MVP. Is like it's the best player. We get that. That that's the thing. Comeback player is a very subjective term. It is. So you do very have to much start so. reading some of that. Like like you said with Alex Smith last year. That's a narrative based thing. Uh huh. Now he, I think he kind of earned it, especially with where he was. And oh, he did. Else. He did. But you do have to read into narratives in this, which is something you don't necessarily have to do always with some of those other awards. Okay, so it's funny you brought up the two names, and we never discussed this again, like at all. We knew we were going to talk about it. But we, the two guys that I looked at below, like Dak Prescott on the betting board, are Jameis Winston and Sam Darnold. Okay. Because of where they're at with the numbers. You're, you're exactly right with Sam Darnold. Like, he's not coming back from a gruesome injury like Dak Prescott. Right. Okay? But I do think Sam Darnold um, can have a really good year this year, all things considered, right? I like Matt Rule. I like Brady as the OC there. Love Matt Rule. Okay? Um, McCaffrey's going to be back as well. The receivers that they've added to the mix, right? And, but, by the way, I like Sam Darnold. Yeah, and here's, here's maybe the biggest point of all of this. There's no more Adam Gase. Yeah. Okay. So the look, look at the history of guys that have that have had breakout seasons after getting away from Adam Gase. Exactly. Yes. Ryan Tannehill, pretty good. He's decent. Yeah. Right. He comes to mind. So the the guy that I actually like, if you told me right now, 
that Jameis Winston was going to be the starter from day one, I would absolutely plunk down cash on him at 17-1. to Because there is a path for him to win this award. He missed the entire year last year. He's coming off that uh, 30 INT season the year before that when he was with the Buccaneers and five uh, five, uh, fumbles lost, right? So people mocked him for 35 turnovers. Um, A year watching, practicing, studying under Sean Payton, who's a really good offensive coach. By the way, the Saints' defense, talked about this yesterday, they lost like key guys at all three levels. So maybe there's a chance where the Saints are involved in a lot of high-scoring games this year. Like 31-28 could be the norm for the Saints, right? And Winston could put up spectacular numbers if he's a full-time starter. And if they would win in the ballpark of their win total, let's say it's 9, 10, maybe 11, they go to the playoffs. There's a clear path for Jameis Winston to win this award. The problem is we don't even know if he's going to be the week one starter. Yeah, that's fair. And I, I can, there's, I mean, there's so many guys you can make a case for, I think, in this. Can you make a case for Derwin James if he plays at the level that people expect him to be? If he, if he completely revamps that defense and is, you know, mm. in the conversation for like defensive player of the year, could he be there? If, if the, if they are to, you know, completely, um, you know, overshoot expectations. Right. Well, if you're going to go Derwin James, then I think you also have to add Bosa to the list from the 49ers. Sure. And you'd have to look, people love Von Miller, right? And if the Broncos defense turns it around this year and many people expect them to do it because they have really good personnel, Von Miller's 25 to one, right? Um, we haven't even brought up another huge name on offense here. And we're not really forgetting, but we need to get to it because he plays in New York. Like the media and like g- people in general love Saquon Barkley. Sure. And he missed pretty much the entire year last year. And I don't think it's very far-fetched to say that the Giants might actually win that division or compete for it. And if he plays a full season and has a major impact on the team and the offense and he's, you know, he puts up, Huge numbers where he combines for, you know, what, 1,800 yards on, you know, rushing and receiving combined and 15 touchdowns. He's going to absolutely be in the mix. Yeah. And while we're talking, I'm actually just seeing another screen in here. There's a, a show that's talking about why do people doubt Dak Prescott? Are we still doing that? Are there still people doubting Dak Prescott? I, that he could actually play or that he's going to stay healthy? <laughs> is that, is that he's, he's really good. He's incredible. I don't know who's still doubting him. Yeah. I love some of those conversations sometimes. Yeah, but all these, though, I mean, of this page, I'm gonna I'll eliminate Burrow. I'll take him out as we okay. look at the, the top page here. Um, I'll take him out of the mix. Take Carson Wentz out of the mix. Too? I don't. I don't know if you can. Well, I I am high on them. I'm really high on on the Colts and Wentz in the reunion with Frank Reich and everything else. Uh-huh. But he was terrible last year. I know. But how good would he have to be? Well, what if he gets back to that 2017 form where he was probably going to, he, not probably, throw that out, he was going to win the MVP? Yeah. So, okay, well, I'll eliminate Garoppolo because I, I don't even know yeah, I agree with what's you going that. on there. Can we uh, eliminate Kittle? I'm going to, uh, no. I don't, no? Uh, I don't think so. I'll eliminate Garoppolo, uh, Burrow, and I'm going to eliminate Michael Thomas from this list. Okay. Because I just, I don't see him having the kind of, you know, back to his form without Drew Brees around. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to eliminate Odell Beckham. (laughs) He's on the next page anyway, but I actually think he could be, I think he'd be really good. I think he'd be really good, but they have so many weapons on offense. I I just think there are too many guys on this list that are going to have, that would overlook him. But this is Not overlook, that's the wrong word. Uh, But to have 
bigger impacts and to get more votes in here. I think this is the process. I think you'd go through and eliminate guys that you'd think won't be able to win it for whatever reason. Either they don't have enough of a story or you don't think they're going to be good enough this season. And then you start, you know, eliminating some and then picking and choosing where well, you think this I still can't go. make a bet because I still like too many guys. I'm not betting all of them. I just, I, I think Prescott's going to win. I just don't want to make that bet. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. Can we get the announcement that Jameis is going to be the week one starter? I if, love if, it. They're if, not going to do that. If you found out right now, if somebody listening, you know, if Jimmy Yacht's listening right now, lives out in Louisiana and said, guys, I have inside information. He's going to be the week one starter. Would you bet it? Yes. Yeah, so would I. Yeah. Take a shot. Yeah. It's a good enough number. And by the way, the number's going to go down if that happens. I, so. I absolutely think yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, follow the money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We'll recap what happened last night, NBA Finals. Uh, we have a winner. The Bucks did it. Giannis was great scoring 50. That's coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.